Welcome to the Royalty Connection Podcast. It's empowering all people all over the world. What's going on, beautiful people all around the world? Welcome to the Royalty Connection Podcast, where the unbiased truth, purpose, power, and agape love are the center of every conversation. I'm your host, Donald M. Schuler Jr., and I'm so blessed to have you here with me for today's inaugural episode titled, I Stand for the Flag, But I Kneel When I'm Hurt. I can't wait for you all to experience the realness of this episode. We are going there. Thanks for tuning in to the Royalty Connection podcast coming up right now. Let's go. Let's go. This is my very first podcast. I'm so excited to be about what I teach and what I see and what I believe. Before I get started into today's inaugural episode, I got to give you all a little bit of information on me. It's only right. So when it comes to me, Donald M. Shuler Jr., I call myself a young king, not to boast or to brag, but because I live to serve. That's what true leadership is about, your service to others. Besides me being a young king, I always, forever and ever, amen, will defer to the King of Kings, which is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Without him, I am nothing. With him, I am everything. I stand on my faith. I stand on the Bible, front to back, page to page, ten toes down, and I do my best to live according to the principles within the good book, loving others, respecting others, but also knowing who I am and whose I am. When it comes to what I do for a living, there's a laundry list of things that I do, and I'm blessed to be uh, very versatile and dynamic in my skills and gifts. So I guess number one would be teacher and educator, uh, voiceover artist, actor, singer, songwriter, and uh, motivational speaker. I'm so blessed to do all of those things for a living. Uh, I've been represented by Avanti Talent Management in New York City and also Hula Entertainment in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been doing this entertainment thing for about 10 years now, and uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. It's been an absolute blessing to be able to do what I love for a living and um, just encourage people. My goal overall is to empower people and change the world through education and entertainment. That comes from my incredible incredible family, my mother, and uh, just an incredible woman, Dawn Schuler, Mama Shu, I love you so much, and uh, my late great father, the Reverend King, <laughs> or, okay, well, I'll keep it simple, I have so many different names for him, but I'll call him the General, the General, Reverend Donald M. Schuler Sr., such a great man, and uh, the man who raised me to be who I am today, He's the greatest man I will ever know besides Yeshua HaMashiach himself. And uh, I'm so excited that he is a part of me and he is experiencing what I'm doing right now. So I definitely got to dedicate this inaugural episode to him. And um, we doing it, Dad. We rocking out. This is what we said that we would do. And I'm using my gifts to help encourage all who will listen. So uh, when it comes to education... I am a two-time graduate of Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. I have a bachelor's in history and a master's of arts and teaching. I do not just say a whole bunch of random things because I Google them or go online and 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, whatever you want to do. I actually do the research. <laughs> I read the books. I do what I'm supposed to do. And I do my best to convey thought-provoking content to anyone who is willing to listen. And uh, I'm also a certified life coach. Shout out to the Academy of the Modern Applied Psychology. And uh, yeah, I, I do what I love for a living. And what I love for a living is serving people and loving people and helping people be the best version of themselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I have a uh, little brother, shout out to Matthew, a baby sister, shout out to Diamond. Uh, bonus brother, Rasheed, shout out to you, my man. And last but not least, my super fine wife, who is my blanket when I am cold, my water when I'm thirsty, and the remote to my TV because she turns me on. Tiffany Shula, what up, baby? All right, so I think that is all of my background information for now, or basically all the information that I feel like giving y'all. And uh, yeah, so I'm very straight to the point, very transparent for my beliefs and what I stand for. And I created this podcast because I feel as though there's a lot of, uh, uh, how do I say it? Fake news going on out here in the world today, man. And I just really want to spread the light and the love and uh, some faith and really uh, help everybody be the change that they want to see. So today's topic, we're going to jump right into it really quick. That was a long intro because I need y'all to know who I am before y'all start listening because who wants to listen to somebody who knows exactly nothing and just wants to talk and do whatever else everybody else in the world likes to do. So I like to be the change. I'm the cashier. I create change everywhere I go. Here we go. Today's topic, we're going to jump right into it, and it's called I stand for the flag, but I kneel when I'm hurt. As a friend and family member of those who have served in the United States military, uh, Army, Navy, anybody and everybody, my family has served in the ranks. I definitely want to salute those who have served and uh, those who have paid the everlasting price with their life uh, to defend and honor this country. You are honored, you are respected, and I thank you so much uh, for what you are doing and what you have already done. Um, as an athlete, I think this topic really sticks to me as well because um, I've been playing football my whole entire life. I made it all the way up to Division One in the collegiate ranks at Morgan State University. I played for two and a half years, and um, it was an incredible experience. Uh, shout out to any of my teammates who may be listening. So in 2016, Colin Kaepernick took a knee for police brutality, for systemic racism, and uh, just for all things inequality for people of color. I definitely commended him for what he did. Um, I think that six years later almost, which is really wild to even think about it, uh, things have gotten better, um, and some things not so much. Uh, I think one of the greatest things that he did with that protest was uh, he didn't necessarily ask permission, but he kind of paid his respects to uh, the military. He talked to uh, Nate Boyer, who is a uh, Green Beret or ex-Green Beret, and um, he asked him, you know, what do you think I should do? And initially, Colin Kaepernick was sitting on the bench away from his teammates as the national anthem played. And then uh, Nate Boyer suggested, well, you know, maybe you should take a knee uh, next to your teammates so you can at least be, you know, with them and show that camaraderie, um, even though you're protesting. So Colin Kaepernick, he ended up taking that advice and he took a knee 
And the crazy part was, I was just reading an article by the Los Angeles Times. Uh, they were saying that Nate Boyer was, was there. And uh, as Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee, Nate Boyer was next to him uh, standing and uh, in solidarity with uh, the American flag, the national anthem, uh, I'll say that. And um, also in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, who has every right as an American citizen uh, to protest what he feels like he wants to protest. And um, I think it was, it's just the biggest spin on, on things where the media says, well, he's disrespecting the military, he's disrespecting those who served. Um, I kind of feel both ways on that, just because, again, I've had uh, family members who have served, and um, I know what it's like to be discriminated against. I know what it's like to see police brutality or, or know someone who's experienced it. Um, thankfully, I have not experienced anything like that, uh, but a lot of people who look like me have. And um, he felt as though this was one of the world's biggest stages where everybody would notice and they would ask why he did what he did. So he told everybody and uh, he continued to do that. And I think that it rubbed a lot of people uh, the wrong way because, you know, when you are taking a knee during the national anthem, People take that as disrespecting a flag and disrespecting the country. I take it as uh, taking a stand, even though as you take a knee for something you believe in. When, when you take a knee, that's another thing. People automatically thought it was disrespect. I know for me, um, I take a knee when I'm hurt. I take a knee when I pray. And um, I look at it as, as that perspective. Um, there was a lot of things that he has done afterwards that I don't necessarily... Um, agree with when it comes to, um, you know, I wouldn't say just saying, you know, uh, F the police, <laughs> as, as a lot of people uh, would say, um, but more so disrespect. And um, there's history of how policing came to be. Um, you know, we think about the fugitive slave laws that, that happened during, um, you know, the, the post-slavery time period here in America, how people, you know, were getting rewards for catching black people uh, who are on the run, or um, people who just wanted to catch black people and, and, and kill them or, or torture them. Uh, we are not living in those times in 2021, which is a blessing, but we are still living in times of racism and prejudice. And um, when it comes to police brutality, um, I've seen a lot more situations of people of color um, that have been uh, shot and killed by police than anybody else. And um, Colin Kaepernick, as a celebrity and a national figure, he took it on himself to literally sacrifice his career. My man has not played a down uh, since then. And um, he did his best. He did what he thought was best for social justice. And um, I feel like out of that kind of spewed a lot of hate instead of, you know, let's listen to uh, understand instead of listening to respond. Now the NFL um, there's a whole bunch of social justice, social justice programs and initiatives in underprivileged areas around the country. And, um, I feel like that's great. Um, but it was also kind of insulting to me when the NFL did all these things to pour into underprivileged communities and, uh, show that we're all about unity when the same guy who, who took a, a knee for that is still not playing in the league. Didn't really make much sense. I mean, for me, uh, if I was the commissioner or the owners uh, who actually, you know, admitted that they low-key blackballed him from 
uh, the NFL, I would say, you know what? Instead of creating these initiatives first, maybe we should apologize and actually uh, listen and see what he was talking about, which turned out to be real, according to uh, you know the news and the media that perpetuates a lot of you know fear or anger or uh, dissension or racism or prejudice even in itself. Uh, that we were wrong, and uh, we should have listened. Uh, so my man still doesn't have a job yet, but uh, you know he sacrificed uh, his career for the greater good, in my opinion, and um, he did that all while consulting someone in the military. He did not want to uh, disrespect the military. He did not want to disrespect anybody who you know believes in America, um, because America is paying him. Uh, he is a national football player or was a national football player and got to make millions of dollars doing so. Uh, some people were like, well, you know, life must be really hard for you because you're a millionaire or all this type of stuff, but he's still a person of color. And uh, sadly enough, I can attest that people of color get treated differently uh, in America when it comes to certain situations uh, in education and entertainment and politics. I can ex- I've experienced all of that as a black man. Uh, but I don't let that deter me. I don't let that sway me. I don't let that turn me into a bad person. I just do my best to treat everyone with love and respect, uh, love my neighbor, and uh, really just um, do the best that I can possibly do to be the change that I want to see in the world today. Um, I feel like after that whole thing, we've had protests, we've had marches. Um, There hasn't really been... It's so sad to say there hasn't really been that much of a difference. I think there's been more awareness, but out of that we have, you know, marches or we have phrases or groups like all lives matter or black lives matter and uh, everybody wants to matter, which is exactly how it should be. And when it comes to that, I mean, I stand on all lives matter. But at the same time, I stand on all lives mattering at all times, not just all lives mattering when you hear somebody else saying, oh, they need help. And you say, well, I need help. It's, it's almost like uh, so you're there's a house on fire on the street. There's about 100 houses on the street and people are running out of the house saying, I need help. I need help. And you're like, oh, wow. There's a fire truck. There's all this attention over there. People are really helping them put the fire out. The house is burning down. And some people are like, wow, well, they're getting a lot of attention. I want some attention, too. Somebody come douse my house with water. My house isn't burning, but I feel like I deserve it and I need it right now. Well, the people who are dying, the people who are experiencing pain, why can't they get taken care of first? Why can't we all make sure that everyone matters, that everyone is taken care of? But to those who need it the most with the greatest immediacy, let's all pitch in and make sure they're okay. So the all lives matter versus the black lives matter debate is really a uh, it's a moot point for me because there's only honestly, I think there's two races, uh, two races in the whole world, people who know God and people who don't know God. Anything else is, is really nonsense to me because we all have the same blood and uh, we all have the heartbeat. And it's really interesting how people always decide to make situations like, you know, he knelt during the anthem, so uh, he hates America, he should not be here. Or he knelt during the anthem and he's standing up for people's rights who, who don't have a voice. He's standing up for the voiceless. When it comes down to it, we all want America to be 
a better place mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So it's so important for everyone to come to the table and listen to understand instead of listening just to respond. And um, when it comes down to standing or kneeling, uh, I will always stand to honor God and I will always kneel to honor God. Um, I know that's probably like, well, what does, what does that really mean? What do you really stand? Uh, for me, I kind of consider myself a conservative person, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have took a knee with him too. I would have took a knee with him too because when it comes to TV, uh, being an actor and uh, being an entertainer in the industry, um, I know that the only way people listen is where you hit them when it hurts. You hit them in their pocket. You hit them with advertising dollars. So uh, when uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee, uh, at that time they were um, they were kind of just playing the national anthem and panning the sidelines for people and, and this, that, and the third, uh, which is something that's not even been a part of the NFL uh, the whole time the NFL has been created. It's never been really televised, but you, know, you want to televise that to get that morale up and uh, in actuality, the government has paid the NFL to do that. Um, you would call that propaganda in certain places if you know, you're know you on that whole thing. But, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. If we live in America, we should honor America. We should honor the flag. But if somebody is hurting, uh, they have every right as a citizen to take a knee and protest for what they want to. So, um, honestly, I would have took a knee, too, because people would have to see. They would have to see, you know, me doing this. And they're like, well, why couldn't you figure out another way? Why couldn't you figure out another place to take a knee? Well, that's the place where all the eyes were. If my man took a knee in the middle of McDonald's, nobody would have cared. I mean, yo, this guy's taking a knee in the middle of McDonald's or taking a knee, uh, I don't know, in the practice facility or whatever. Like, he, he did what he did so people could see it and people could ask him why. And um, I feel like he, you know, articulated what he was doing that for to the best of his ability. If that was me, I would have articulated it. I would have made movies about it. I would have made all this type of stuff about it, uh, using all the resources, you know, as a multimillionaire to really get the word out. But um, sometimes uh, unity is not what people want. Unity takes compromise. Unity takes talking about your problems. Unity takes vulnerability. And um, this world... Uh, and America in general, has a lot to answer for. Um, America was built on free labor, on the backs of slaves. Um, this country was not found uh, by Europeans. This place was already found by Native Americans. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's not that, yo, you know, all like, you know, white people are bad or this, that, and the third. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but there has been a history of where unity between uh, white and black or uh, white, black, brown, or um, yellow, or, or whatever, whatever shade or hue that you are, unity has not been um, first in this world. And that's something that I really, really, really want to do my best to uh, reconcile. Reconciliation is so important. Whether you take a knee for the national anthem or whether you stand for the national anthem, we are all brothers and sisters, and it's so important to understand, well, why are you standing? What is America doing for you? Why are you so proud of America? 
Or why are you taking a knee? Why are you so upset? What has America done to you where you feel as though you can't be proud of this place? How can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I understand where you're coming from? And how can we be vulnerable and unified to really make this world the best place that we can possibly see? There's a lot of people out here that are marching for change and protesting for change, um, but there's not a lot of people who are helping create policy. There's not a lot of people who are helping and, and going to school and studying to show themselves approved. If you feel that bad about America or about your current situation, you have to do something about it. The people who are creating unjust policies or, or doing unjust things, um, the only way to take their seats sometimes is to get an education, go to school, study law, create something, get momentum by, first of all, being for people and not for profit, and really trying to get out of line, screaming, I want change, and go fill out an application to be a cashier. Be a cashier and create change everywhere you go. That has been my mentality for such a long time. I've, I've just kind of given up on trying to explain myself to people, explain my principles and beliefs when I have tried to explain it in every language possible. Um, but this is what this podcast is for, and I, and I hope... Uh, that this conversation is, uh, is really kind of seeping in. Um, what I would really want people to get from this is to listen to understand instead of listening to respond. I'm on both sides of the fence when it comes to uh, kneeling for police brutality and for those who uh, don't have the opportunity to be noticed for their protest. But I also stand on the side where the military should be honored. And uh, I'm with that. I'm with the military being honored. Once again, I have family members who've served and uh, people very close to me who are currently serving, and I honor them. But we have to come to a, a compromise. We have to come to a middle ground of not just honoring the flag or honoring the country, but honoring your fellow man. We are all humans. We all have emotions. We can all get a little crazy sometimes. But what we need to do is show more love and show more compassion. It's okay to take a knee when you're hurting. It's okay. It's okay to stand when you're hurting. For me, I know when I'm hurt, I take a knee and I pray. I don't take a knee for anything else. Uh, maybe if I'm, you know, running around or I need some water, I need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> but uh, the only time I would take a knee in a public place, is to pray, is to be in solidarity with people who need help, because I believe in getting my insight and the things that I need, whether that's health, wealth, peace, and prosperity from God before I do anything else. But I know it's also important to take a knee and pray for those who need it. Pray for those who need guidance. Pray for those who need help. Pray for the nation that needs guidance. So, um, yeah, that's what I would have did. I would have did that. And um, I know some people are like, well, that's you. That's not me. And that's okay. But what I hope that we could come to agreement on is unity 
and wanting the best for ourselves and for our children in this beautiful country, understanding why I took a knee, understanding why other people have taken a knee. And then once you understand, once we understand each other, helping me up so we can stand up together proudly for America, proudly for unity, but most importantly, proudly under God, because that's who controls it all. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the inaugural podcast of the Royalty Connection, where we talk unbiased truth, purpose, power, and agape love at the center of each conversation. I hope you were able to get something from this. Like, love, comment, share, subscribe, and uh, be on the lookout for new episodes where we keep it real at all times. I appreciate y'all so much. The best is not yet to come. The best is here. I dedicate this one to you, my father, Reverend Donald M. Shuler Sr. I love you, Dad. We did it. Keep working, Junior. Keep showing up. Tell you something, man. Get my first job at the AMP supermarket. I went out there every day for a week. So that supervisor said, You're not going to stop coming. I said, Nope, not till you hire me. He hired me. You keep going. And you keep showing up. And you keep performing. And you keep doing it. And God is going to bless you and your perseverance. Amen. 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 Keep going, son. Amen. Love you. Great day. Let me know how things turn out, son. All things work together for the good for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. Amen.